0: Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. We are back with another episode of the Talk On Podcast, and we are here to talk about the best team in all the land, Liverpool Football Club. I'm your host, Joey Vishny, and please excuse the congestion. It's been single-degree weather over here in Chicago. Painter got hit by a bomb cyclone. Apparently, we're naming weather now over here, cold weather. It's just a blizzard. It's just a simple blizzard, but uh, Painter got hit by it, so he's probably, I don't know, electricity's probably all off, and he's just stocking up with a lot of canned goods Got the other boys with me tonight. We got the California guys who have no idea what snow is like at all. Uh, And they're just living it up over there. We got Jeff Hallett and Ali Reza, Garamani, Jeffrey. What's going on?
1: Yeah, what? Snow? Like, when when water comes out of the sky, I think we've adjusted to that. But this whole, when it freezes,
0: haven't seen it yet. Pretty ridiculous over here. Ali. We can't even drive when
2: it rains, so I can only imagine what happens when it snows.
0: Yeah, it's it's. Pretty ridiculous over here, snowing on the way home. It's actually pretty. I know it sounds ridiculous, and I'm saying that, but I actually like it when it snows over here. Um, and it just makes it the best summer city in the world for a reason. But let's just go and switch over to another city now Liverpool. Played at Anfield. What a win. Unreal. Had to score four to get all three points in this match. But I mean, for the neutral, it was just an unbelievable match to watch. It's a memorable one for both sets of fans. Anfield was rocking for sure. Uh, pretty much just a lot of good performances. So I'll just I'll name, you know, just a couple of, of key performers in the game. Let's, uh, let's just go Chambo, Robertson, Emre, Wijnaldum, Mo Salah, Firmino, Mane. Matip had a pretty good game. I'd say Joe, except for one mistake, had a pretty good game. Yeah, I'd say pretty much everyone had a good game. Um, I know a lot of people were chewing out Carius a bit. Uh, I happen to think once we get into it, we'll talk about it. I might have a different point of view, but just general thoughts on the game. Jeff, what would you think?
1: On the day, masterful performance. Liverpool had their backs up against the wall, had your best player sold to Barcelona. You know, the wave of emotions that the entire supporters have been dealing with from here comes the long-promised center back in Van Dijk to, oh, geez, Coutinho's going the same week. Boy, that's depressing. So it's been kind of up and down for Liverpool Nation. So it was really up to Klopp and the team to make a statement, as they've said, and they did. City record of not winning in 15 years now. It's 16 at Anfield and couldn't be more impressed with the performance you saw from top to bottom, as you said. I mean, for everyone except for Lovren, because he just does (laughs) Lovren things every match. But the emergence emergence of, no worries, the emergence of, of, yeah. uh, no of Oxley Chamberlain, you know, it, it, he is obviously comfortable, and Bobby doing what Bobby does,
0: and Mon La. I mean, it's just, it,
1: it's the new.
0: The fab four, yeah, I think that at the Beatles, now that Coutinho's gone, Um, it sucks, but you know what, we'll go ahead and get into Coutinho and, and Van Dyke in a little bit, but Ali, taking three points off of champions elect they are no longer the invincibles and jeff just pointed out you know we had a couple of key players step up just like uh ox you know and he he stepped up big time today for us
2: what's really funny is you know how we had uh, jack sessions from the purely arsenal podcast come on and kind of tell us about ox and how he thinks he's just an average player well it's ox who pretty much saved them the invincible title <laughs> so he can thank know, them right? later yeah. for that right ox had a really good game i thought he was strong i, I think uh, the reason why city is so good and why pep plays um, the way pep plays is he spreads out the the center backs, the defense spreads everything out and the, the midfield and, and uh, forwards stay compact together. And they're just really hard to mark. And I think it was going to be a big bit uh, midfield game. And I thought our midfield just did so well to deal with it. And I think ox led that run. He did so well. I think he had the most touches out of anyone um, on our team against city. And, uh, and that first goal was just, it kind of reminded me, it's, it's weird, but it reminded me of the goal Gerrard had against Inter Milan, remember in the Champions League? Yeah,
0: running through the middle, yeah.
2: Yeah, it just reminded me a little bit of that, but I thought Ox was so good.
0: Yeah, and before we move on from Ox, Jeff, it's, it's clear that he wants to play as a center midfielder. He's said it, you know, in inter- interviews plenty of times. I think he just said it again where he likes playing in the middle of the park. Klopp's given him a chance to do that. Yes, it, you know, we wouldn't be upset to see him out wide, but he's really trying to make this role his own, at least for the next six months, you know, Keita comes in, you know, you never know how things get, get shaken up in there, but he's really trying to stake his claim in the first 11 right now.
1: Without a doubt. And it's a question whether we're even going to be seeing Keita by the end of January, or if we're going to be waiting until June as the chairman just reinforced today. Yeah. I mean, Ox put a player, a quality player like him with the speed, the pace, the athleticism that he does in the position he wants most. I mean, I'm. Hopefully, you'll see the same thing from Coutinho. I know we're going to get into that conversation, but as he goes to Barca and looks to back up Iniesta, you you see the same thing with Ox. He wanted to play a certain place. He's comfortable where he is, and he he bossed the park. Just as Ali said, he really set the tone. Liverpool getting that first goal means all the difference with that attack, and he got it, and the rest is history, as they say, for the rest of the game.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, KDB is one of the best midfielders in the in the league, in the world like he's he's a top player and Ox pressed the shit out of him and just didn't let him have you know all the space and all the time that he usually does
0: yeah we had a lot of players who stepped it up and and impressed well and we'll go ahead and get in the defense in a second but Ali just in terms of the overall game I mean Liverpool aren't really used to giving up that much possession especially at Anfield you know Man City had pretty much 65 percent possession but it just showed how good our off the ball work was and then using our counter-attack and our speed to just decimate their defense
2: yeah, and I think it was a lot to do with just individual duels throughout the park. You saw Robertson just destroy Sterling, had him in his pocket. I think Sterling had three uh, take on attempts and he didn't complete one
0: dribble past right. Robertson. Right, and yeah. I haven't seen
2: that in this uh, <laughs> in the season yet. I think uh, Chan put Gundogan in his pocket. Sala just scared the living shit out of Delph and Odomendi. I think everyone on the pitch just did what they had to do against the people they were playing against, and I think that was a huge, huge factor. Everyone except for Lauren, Uh <laughs> Lauren, Lauren.
0: <laughs> Lovren. Yeah, yeah, Lovren Uh let's just go ahead right now and talk about the defense, the back five. Jeff a lot of people will we'll start at the very back. A lot of people were complaining about uh Karius's performance. It seems like Klopp might be trying to to stick with Karius at least for the rest of the season just to see if he can step it up. I mean, maybe not fully for the rest of the season, but in terms of, you know, trying to let him get on a run right now because if he can show a little bit of form, maybe he can build on that and then if not I mean, it's, I think it's clear we need a top, top keeper, but maybe Karius is now just fighting for his backup spot, potentially, if he doesn't perform the next, you know, however many games Klopp gives him.
1: It's true. And this is the first series of games that he's had in a while uh, for going back at least a year, I guess. Uh, So yeah, he's, it's, one of two things. It's either him signaling like he did with, you know, I've got the best center backs in the world. I don't need alternatives with Lovren when we were all of us were hoping for Van Dyke to walk in through the door. I don't know if it's one of these where I'm going to pick a keeper and that's it through the end. If he's like sunshining because Allison's going to walk in that door, I've still got hope of that. Or (laughs) he really needs to commit to a keeper and it makes a lot of sense that he would. So yeah, I mean, Karius made a mistake as he said in the on that first goal with sane but so did Gomez so did Lovren <laughs> they, they they love to make mistakes um but that first goal you know it was what it was for the rest of the game you saw good recycling of the ball you saw him as a pass option which Minuley hardly is ever so all of the other parts of his game that you appreciate of M- Minuley Karius brought in this game and I think As he builds his confidence, you know, understands what his form is, you're going to see him improve week to week. I'm hoping, anyway. If not, got a bearded guy from Roma that's for sale. Well, you
2: know what what's going on, right? So when VVD came in against Everton, you could see VVD was demanding the goalie to come out a lot and quickly. So I think Klopp realized that and said, "Okay, look, Mignolet, we've seen a lot of him. I think his time is done. We're going to give." Karius the the rest of the season to play and uh, I mean uh Jurgen Klopp even came out and said look it's it's Karius's spot to lose now we're gonna give him a run of games so I think basically this is his tryout to see if we're gonna sign another goalkeeper if Karius does well he's gonna be number one next season if he doesn't do well we're gonna go get Roma's keeper or so on
0: yeah exactly and just like you said VVD coming in let's go ahead and talk about Van Dyke since we're on the subject of the defense Ali 75 million he is the record signing for a defender in the history of the game. Uh, pretty unbelievable. Um, I mean, we we've been obviously linked to him for a long time. Everybody's known what the deal was with the, the tapping up in Southampton and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But to finally get a player like this, it does feel monumental, doesn't it?
2: It's huge. He's one of the I guess one of the only center backs that consider world-class in the Premier League. There's a couple, but I mean to get him over city over Chelsea over teams that wanted him. That's it's insane. And it shows you how good and how big of an effect Klopp has. We've gone a long way since Brendan was trying to make Jared phone Tony Cruz to try to persuade him to come over here. So we've come a long way to persuade some of the best talents and VVD could have easily gone to Manchester City and collected a winner's uh, medal right away. You know, so it's, it's pretty insane that we have this guy. And look, this guy, I'm, a, I'm an old, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm getting old and I'm not a child anymore, but this guy has made me feel like a child on Twitter. All I do is tweet about him. I'm just super, <laughs> super excited to have
0: VVD part of our squad. He's a massive, massive human being. Have I you mean, seen like, him like, you see the picture for, next to him with Kara? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got insane. a massive, like his head is like as big as Kara's like, entire upper body. It's ridiculous. Like the guy is just a unit and he clearly is is going to help out with a lot of what liverpool needs jeff and that's both on the attack and you know in defense in terms of his aerial presence uh, whether it's defending or attacking as he showed already in the uh, game against everton actually quick shout out to everton um, now liverpool what is that 16 unbeaten against them longest in the 100 year thir- uh, 130 <laughs> year history so quick shout out to everton football club school of science keep going uh, we so just it's it's not just necessarily what he he brings jeff in terms of physical traits like i was just saying but he gives the club a boost like this is it's gonna lift the dressing room it's gonna make everybody else play better around him and it's just again just such a massive signing
1: yeah it's the classic clop move it solves multiple problems all in one signing so you've got essentially a protective layer in front of Carrius to allow him to audition in full. Can he handle the job or not? He's going to marshal that entire back line, which hasn't been done. That's what we've all been begging for. And then, you know, just his, you know, work on the ball, his confidence on the ball, which is the polar opposite of Lovren, as we know. And you <laughs> got Klavan and his funny little tricks around the ball, his turns left and right. So he's got it all. He's got Set piece capability to either give or receive because obviously, one is one and only game with that forehead of his. So he can give them, he can receive them, he can boss the back line, which we need. And like I said earlier, it's just, it's all about providing some leadership, not just to left back, right back, and his center back pair and Matip, which I think Matip, we've all been saying it, he's going to perform better next to Van Dyke. It's just likely to happen. For lack of leadership, you're going to see better performance from him. Be willing to bet a paycheck on it, but you know, certainly the the layer in front of Carius, it's going to give him his best audition for being the number one choice keeper.
0: Yeah, and exactly, he's 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 going to make everybody better. He's going to make his partner next to him better, the keeper, everybody, and you know, he's one piece of the puzzle in that back five. We don't know how many necessarily are set yet. But he is, he could be the potential captain. He could be the main piece in that back five that that makes it all click and makes it all work. So, Jeff, I know you just said you thought it was going to be Mati for sure. Um, out of the two that were were just playing in the in the game against City Alley, do you think it's one of them? Do you think it's Clawbon uh, at least for the remainder of the season? Who do you think is going to go ahead and pair? with VVD I know that it was motip in the Everton game but that that was a cup game that wasn't a, that wasn't a Premier League game.
2: It's going to be Montip for sure. I think so.
0: Do you think they're going to pair well together because a lot of people have said they they do somewhat or they whether you know Montip has lived up to maybe what he was before in the Bundesliga um and at least in terms of zero presence but they're kind of they do a lot of a lot of similar things they're good with the ball at their feet they're they got a nice uh touch to them a nice pass they're good in the air i mean so do you think they'll mesh well or do you think that we need to bring somebody else in eventually to replace mott's i
2: think eventually after we get all the signings that we desperately need right now. We need a continue replacement, center defensive mid, and we need a goalkeeper if Karius doesn't turn out to be what we want him to be. So after that, then I think we can look at another center back. But for now, I think VVD and Matip are just fine.
0: Yeah, I'd hope so because Matip, getting him on a free and just having him be that potential starter for us, you know, when healthy is is the key key phrase there because he, he has been a little injury-prone. That's true. But, but, you know...
2: I, I do think... Just do you remember watching the Everton game? Like how scared they were every time VVD went up for a set piece. I think that's going to free open space for Matip as well. Cause we saw him. he was so. decent in the Bundesliga. Right. He was decent in the Bundesliga offset pieces, but it literally has been God awful since he came to Liverpool. So I think this might help a little bit. They might be too worried about VVD and open some space up for him.
0: Yeah. And even having <laughs> Gomez, if he plays right back, having those both, all three of those guys back there coming up for set pieces, that's, and Oxford, definitely so. Yeah, right. He he actually, I didn't actually didn't know Ox was that good at set pieces, but he has been so far for us. So, before we wrap up the the back five, uh, we do got to give a shout out to Robertson. Oh my god, Jeff just did an excellent game. Uh, Moreno has been having a great season, but that might be one of the better performances from a left back that Liverpool have seen in a while.
1: And and what what's the word on Twitter? He's like still pursuing the city bus at this point. Yeah, I mean, he was, That was insane. He was insane. I mean, it didn't matter if we were going forward, stay in the middle of the park, or defending that back line. He just would not leave anyone alone. I'm sure Brian Painter, wherever he is, frozen in a block of ice, is smiling somehow. It, just such tenacity on the ball, with or without the ball, going forward, like I said, defending his own half. He is... Excellent crosses. He is developing a rhythm with the rest of the frontline attack. It's just a monster performance. It makes you wonder what the hell happened at Hull City. (laughs) Like, and, you know, like something we've been talking about quite a bit is the betting in that Klopp is able to do, what what he's done with Ox to get him in such a comfortable state. You know, obviously, some mix of talent and betting in that led to Salah and Mane adjusting as well as they have. But with Robertson, you know, everybody's kind of scratching their heads through Moreno's, re- you know, reclamation of his career at at Anfield. You know, wondering w- when are we going to see Robertson? Will we ever see him? And lo and behold, an injury happens, and it looks like it was his job all the all the while. Uh-
2: I feel so bad for Moreno because he's been playing really, really well for us before the injury. Just one bad game against Sevilla, but Robertson just came in. I think Klopp's done really well to to work with both of them to get them, you know, set up correctly. And Robertson came in at the right time. I think half the season gone, and he's coming in just to prove a point. And I think they're making each other better. And I don't see any two better left backs in the league than than the pair that we have. Good shot. Yeah,
0: there's just there's something about him. It, it just seems like he gets it. And maybe it's just because he, he was thrown into two very, very huge games. I mean, you get thrown against the, against Everton in the Derby, and, and you know, in a cup game, an elimination game. That's a big game. And then you follow that up with two huge games, and he has two of his best performances maybe ever of his career and that Liverpool have seen from left backs in a long time. It, there's, you know, some of the quotes he comes out with, there's just something about Andy Robertson that, Makes you feel like he belongs at Liverpool Football Club. I don't know. He just he he gets it. He gets what the the club means to the city and and what it's all about. And so, I, you know, we I, we've been shouting Albie's name for a while here. We all love Albie. I would not mind if Albie started again. I'm just happy to see Andy Robertson perform the way he has because I'm excited to see what he could be for us potentially in the future. So, really excited with how he's been performing. And um, you know, it's just it, it's. Like you said, I can't believe we have two competent left backs after this long. It's taken this long. So um, we'll go ahead and move up the pitch a little bit. Ali, Jean, contract issues. We don't really know exactly what's up yet. Uh, We think he may potentially still sign for us. But regardless of the situation, that was a monster performance from him.
2: Reports came out saying that he was ill before the game and he still played. There's a chance that he wouldn't. I'm really happy he did because he had a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 performance for me. Um, even talking about his contracts, maybe going potentially going to Juve. He just came out today saying that nothing's done yet. So there's still a chance that he'll stay. I'm begging. I'm hoping that I'm praying that he'll stay because he will. He's one of my favorite and underrated players. I think a lot of people give him stick because he holds the ball too long and doesn't pass it the way Henderson passes it. But I think he does everything at the right time. Sometimes he misplaces a pass and that's all people could remember. But in this game, I think he absolutely bossed the midfield and he was just a powerhouse that we needed usually in the 70th minute. He's when I think he's the best player on the pitch is because he just drives the ball forward when no one else can. So I think Emre John just had an insane performance for us.
0: Yeah, he just shows leadership as well on the pitch. He's he's just he has a presence definitely out there. And, and you you know, you know, you've played Emre after the game for sure. Um, from a physical side and just, you know, make having himself making himself known. So uh, big Emre fan, Jeff. I know that, you know, you wish Henderson was out there in that sixth role instead of Emre. Um, <laughs> I know. So of course uh, I know. after a performance like that, you've got to be really upset.
1: Yes. Just crying. You no, know, how about the Instagram post that's been floating around, you know, Lovren for all the making fun of we're going to give him on this pod. He posted a pic of himself, Jeannie plus Jean, and you had Storage and Albi both giving him congrat- congratulations. A lot of money bags emojis used. I don't know if that like and they were photographed in Liverpool gear. Why would he post that if those money bags were for Juve? So I'm hoping that yeah, hopefully yeah. Yeah, I mean I I pray every night to Liverpool gods that, <laughs> <laughs> that John will come back because I mean for where are you going to find that kind of talent, center defend, defensive mid talent for less than 50 million pound it just ain't, ain't gonna happen for the kind of performance he puts in and puts out plus all the the development and part of our philosophy of developing when they're younger and into the finished product you want to hold on to these talents and no one's better on our roster I mean that was our first choice 11 short of Lovren that we saw versus city
0: yeah and Someone else I wanted to highlight really quick before we moved on. Ali was Genie Weinald. He tends to show up in in the big games. I know he can be a little inconsistent sometimes, but there's something about him loving a big game and and you know playing well against City. I thought he was excellent.
2: Yeah, you were never gonna sit that guy out. City at home, am I right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought he would actually score this game. He. I thought he was silently also one of the best midfielders on the on the pitch today. Um, just. Gone about doing the business and pressing with the entire team. I, I feel bad for whoever's doing all the pressing stats because I know it's gonna be really hard. We just pressed the shit out of City off the park today.
0: I feel like that was maybe our most intense game that I can remember watching, just the off the ball work. I think it's because City had so much of the possession, maybe, but it was just nonstop. It was so exciting. Again, I'm sure the neutral had an, an amazing showing um and and loved that game. Um, but let's go ahead and let's, let's get to the absolute butter of the roster, the front three, just <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous men up there, up top. Oh, my Lord. Just where do we even start? Let's, I guess we'll go ahead and start with Bobby Firmino since he's the best player alive. Bobby just recreates that that Fowler goal. Bobby Fowler up there um, just shoves him up. Not, not even shoves, just bodies him, completely body stones off the ball and just what a perfect finish i thought was it walker running back on the backside or danilo i thought just the second he hits the ground and just skips off hits the post and goes in and what what a game he had as well jeff i mean just he's he's bobby fermino is our number nine
1: yeah and he's become a kung fu kick that's him that's what i'd love to do at the end of my good days uh love seeing him do that and throwing the shirt off not weird that way but wow yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> everything that we've seen from time zero under Klopp. He does all the off-ball work. I mean, the the man is like making a tackle in his own penalty area, in front of his own goal, then sprinting down on counter, then delivering the ball with perfect touch to Salah, to Ox, to whomever. I mean, what a wonder. As if, I mean, those of us on this pod, people listening to this pod, needed Carr to write that article. Like, this dude is so valuable. Pay attention to him. But I, I mean and, I mean it's it's not obvious. It still isn't obvious and it's probably a good thing for say all the Spanish clubs.
2: It's crazy because he he'll go and make a tackle. It seems like he's like a really good defensive mid somehow because he always comes back and makes a great tackle and then starts our attack again. And then he still keeps up with the two fastest players I've ever seen, Sala and Mani. I just don't understand how he does everything.
0: I'm convinced he would be the best Number six and midfielder, like we have right now. I'm, I'm still convinced. Like he'd be that good, even if you put him back, even the deepest lying role in the midfield. He is that. He's just. He's a. He's a football player. He's a soccer player. He fucking. He just. He gets it. He's so tactically aware, no matter where he is on the pitch, and just. He's just. He really has a footballing brain, and he's just what a player. Like, I'm. I feel like this year people are finally getting to. Notice Bobby Firmino that aren't Liverpool fans, maybe just because it's the numbers he's been putting up, because he's had some great numbers this year. But, you know, people are starting to notice how good this guy is. He's arguably the second best, third best striker in the league right now.
2: It's crazy. I think in the last 637 minutes, he's had seven goals, three assists, which is around 64 minutes per goal or assist, which is absolutely insane. Yeah.
0: And, I, and they've been I, in big games, so yeah. And, you know. and
2: I'm scared that other people are noticing him now because he's going to be off to Barcelona soon.
0: Well, what was that? What was that freaking thing that was showing up? We Liverpool want to give him a contract for like the remainder of his Liverpool career. Oh like what I'll, was I'll that? For <laughs> like, oh man. Anyways, uh, yeah, Bobby. I mean, just Bobby Firmino will be Bobby Firmino, and we notice it every week. I'm glad other people are starting to notice it because the guy is just becoming our most important player, maybe not our best player, but our most important player for sure. The way that Klopp likes to play, um, Jeff, let's move ahead. And, and Sadio Mane, another left footed cracker. Um, I mean, I I feel like maybe he's lost a little bit of his swag in like the last, I don't know, maybe month or so. I guess maybe you know Salah has been doing so well, and he just came second to him in the the African Player of the Year. And maybe he's feeling a little inferior. But the the past couple games, you know, he's been sticking out his chest a little bit, and he's been playing really well again, which we needed. It's not like he was ever in a really poor run of form, I guess by his standards, maybe. But he's been showing again, you know, what we got in him last summer or last year, and he's been excellent again in the the recent games in this unbeaten streak that we've had too.
1: Yep. Uh, other than being my favorite part of the new song, dun-dun-dun-dun, money-money. Um, uh, ferocious on the day and in general. Uh, so sure, he may have been playing second fiddle to, to Salah and his like historic run. But I mean, that, what was it, the second goal? Second or third goal? I, I can't remember. Guy had like one, two, three seconds to like set and fire and then there it goes in the top top left. Perfect shot. And he was unlucky off the post. You know, he, his movement. Yeah, right before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, his movement just dictates defenders and draws people away. It's just, it's a, such a luxury to have both he and Salah in front. I mean, it's what we were salivating about in the summer when we, when we picked up Salah. And he's had a healthy season. He hasn't, you know, knock on wood. Someone have some wood. Hasn't been injured. So we're seeing a lot more of Mane that's good. I'm now jinxing it on the pod. Sorry about that, yeah. Liverpool nation. I got you. You got me. Got you. Yeah. yeah, I got you. We're good. yeah, yeah we're good. But yeah, I mean, he's invaluable to the link-up play, to the speed. Kyle Walker must be wondering what the hell happened. Fantastic display.
0: Yeah, and Hallie, he's just, you know, with Coutinho out, I'm hoping that maybe he'll take a little bit more of the responsibility of of the ball at his feet because I don't mind him coming short all the time. Uh, I, I really don't in collecting the ball because he he's really good at charting at the defense. And you know, you can come up with moments of wonder like that. Like Jeff said, Liverpool's third goal, the the, the left footed cracker. I mean he's just essential to the way we play. And it you know, even on a bad day, you you have to take notice of a player like that on the pitch. You can't ignore him.
2: I think people are giving him too much stick for, you know, how he's been playing. I think, yes, after the city game, after the red card, the, original, the first city game, I think he was a little down on himself. And after that, he made a poor mistake by not not passing in the in the derby. I think all that kind of just like boiled up. But I think him moving to the left side has kind of hurt him a little bit to just open it up for Salah to play on the right. So I think all with all that you know taken into consideration, I think he's done really well. And I mean, he came back and proved us why he's still really, really good. I mean, the league has seen him play for Liverpool for one season now, so I think they're figuring out ways to stop him better. So I think that's why it's also allowing Salah to play better on the right side. So I think um, he opens up a lot of space for our other teammates, and not not a lot of people see that.
0: Yeah, I don't you're right. I don't think he played on the left. It might have been at, as long back as Salzburg. I think uh, he didn't really play much over there at all for Southampton, right? I mean, he'd play striker a little bit, but not too much on the left hand side. So definitely a change of position is something he has to get used to. And you know, just we're we're lucky to have him. And and he, uh, you know, I love by the way out on that left footed strike. Chamber just makes the best run, just like a perfect run down the side of the box. And he's just like, no, I'm not even gonna pass it for a potentially easy goal. I'm just gonna have a rip. And so. Glad that Saudi was scored insane. that. I could not like, believe it. Yeah, if he didn't score that, there would have been some questions asked to that shot for sure. So I'm glad that went in the back of the net uh, and right past Ederson. Um, and then, I mean, we have to mention obviously the the player of the season so far, Jeff Mohamed Salah. Uh, just is even if he didn't score, he had a phenomenal game. It, again, the front three, the pressing. Everyone can talk about everybody pressing the team, but he's bought into the system. He's given. A, all of his energy every time he's out there in between the white lines. And the guy is, he's electric. And the goal, I mean, to press to get the initial ball, not the greatest pass, but gets it back off a beautiful first touch off the the terrible Ederson pass. And then it doesn't even look up, just knows where it is. And it, it was just, it was beautiful. It's a beautiful goal. And Mosala continues to be the player of the season for us.
1: Yeah, it just reminded you of like Suarez or Alonso, that that kind of like I'm going to make the keeper that's been cheating forward, make him pay for cheating forward. And it's funny it, for all of the stick that Carius has been getting. Ederson did he, does he get much? I mean, maybe we're not tuned into City Nation, but doesn't seem like he's taking as much heat as Carius for you know missing the first goal. Oh,
2: I look at City Nation and everyone's saying pep out on Twitter. Some of the idiots pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous.
1: <laughs> They're just as stupid as our lore. Um, yeah, so with, with Salah, I mean, I'm like practically facing the East right now. I'm going to convert. Uh, Islam is, is what I'm doing from here on out because it's working for him. And uh, so thinking about this, I think we've got the most skilled, you know, athletic, and nice frontline attack. I mean, there's no one. There's no Ronaldo. There's no one. No one with the insane well, ego. I don't know
2: about nice. I think Firmino's a porn star. He literally reminds me of one. So I don't know. I love him. <laughs> but I, I how does that make him less nice? He yeah, he's, he's such a weirdo.
0: <laughs> I love it. Just because he's got. I think he's been carded by the way the most times for excessive celebration out of anybody in the league. I think since he's been in the league, and that's maybe my favorite stat that he's at, that I've seen.
1: <laughs> As it should be.
0: Absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's again ali salah just he's i don't know if it was getting egypt into the world cup that really set his confidence alight it's not like he ever really lacked it i know on chelsea he was just so young and never really got the the chance but ever since he's been in this side he has this quiet confidence about him and even in his celebrations, he just knows. He's like, "Yeah, I'm this good. Like, I, I just, I know I'm this good, and I'm mm-hmm. going to continue to perform at this level."
2: He is a big, big, big time player. Like, 15 out of the 24 goals he scored has either equalized or been the go ahead goal. That's, That's insane. So it's not just like, "Oh, constellation goal, constellation goal." He's every single goal has always been just a just a moment where we need him. So he's he's just a big, big time player for us.
0: Yeah, and. It's it's tough when you have a good amount of money and don't reinvest it in the the right players, a la Suarez, when he left. Um, and somebody that we're going to get into in just a second that we just sold for a lot of money, we're going to have to see how we reinvest in him. But the price that we paid for Salah, he's just – he seems like he's almost doubled that already this season. He's just been – absolutely electric and that front three can compete with I I think this game even showed it maybe to uh, maybe not everybody who watches Liverpool all the time that Liverpool's attack is for real and can contend with anybody in Europe I mean they're they're still in the Champions League not saying they're gonna go far they're gonna make a huge run but their attack is good enough to compete with anybody in the in all of Europe and so I liked how city fans noticed that and they were class about their loss. Um, they, they just, you know, knew Liverpool had a, had a great game. I will say though, Jeff, that I was, you know, you wouldn't be a Liverpool fan if you'd have a little, little pee in your pants when they started coming back. Uh, you know, it seemed like it was so typical Liverpool for them to concede a couple of those goals. And with the good, there is the bad. So we got to talk about it a little bit. Um, I mean, we conceded goals late and it, it just, It felt like we were going to draw. So lucky to see that one out. But maybe talk a little bit about any of those goals that that we ship.
1: Well, four four shots on target, three goals, never a good stat. First, Gomez, he's going to learn flight of the ball. So I I don't blame that as much. I mean, it's part of his necessary learning curve. And obviously, the team was able to overcome it that early. But Lovren, I mean, the the man just... (laughs) does not know how to defend. He's got a catastrophic mistake that leads to a goal. It seems every time he walks on the pitch and yeah, that third, third goal, the, the gun goal was hilarious. And even on the second, he was, you know, it, <laughs> out of position. So what can you do? It, City's got quality. They're going to score, but had Van Dyke been in that game, I, I bet you we would have shipped one to two less than we ultimately did. So that, that was a huge loss.
0: Yeah, that's the hope, right? That's the hope that the big guy comes in there and sorts some of that stuff out. Ali, sometimes you have to give credit to City. I mean, the little one-two with I think it was Silva and Aguero was pretty beautiful Um, to get him into the box. And then Gomez actually made a really nice tackle to, to stop the initial shot. Just happened to fall right to Bernardo Silva, who swept it in. So it's it's hard to really blame the keeper or defense somewhat on that play just because city will be city. They have some of the best players in the world and you know, they're bound to get uh, so, you know, something going. Um, as far as the, the, the Gondwan's goal goes though, um, it was some pretty poor defending. Um, definitely L- Lovren did miss the header. Uh, but before that Lovren was chasing
2: the ball like an idiot and like just falling over. And then he and then he got back into position and just (laughs) he completely whiffed the ball. I don't know how he did that and going (laughs) again, had the chance to just bring it down with five players around him and hit it like just side netting. I don't I don't understand how that can happen.
0: Yeah, he ran back then ran too far past. It looked like he tripped himself in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um... (laughs) yeah. I mean, let's just note this really quick. We got to give credit because he is now undefeated as Liverpool captain. Um, <laughs> I, mean, okay, I think. The guy
2: cares. He he loves Liverpool. He wants to do well. I ca- I can't get mad at him. We have got a new defender to replace him, so I- I'm just not mad anymore. It's just Klopp's decision not to play him when when VVD's not injured. So I'm, I'm okay with it now.
0: Still though, just having him as third, like I would have honestly rather seen Ragnar in this game, just because. It seems like, you know, Ragnar you know, was just too slow the first time we played yeah. them. You yeah, he
1: got, just, he got smoked by Jesus. It was a bad game
2: for Ragnar to play. But I think I, think I saw this on, on Twitter. It was the seventh goal. One of our kid right backs shipped out or coughed up this season. I think Gomez, I think in the Hoffenheim game, he did the same thing where he just misjudged, misjudged the ball. The, yeah. uh, I think at this point he needs to learn how to judge the ball. I, when that happens, you just don't commit all the way. You stand around and at least have someone else come support you. You don't just go all the way through trying to get the ball.
0: You know, I'm glad at least it's, you know, him out there learning from these mistakes as a youngster, you know, versus, I mean, I guess if we had client, it'd be a different story, but all I will say is that, you know, I'd rather have him out there learn from these mistakes than not see him progress as a player. So, um, I think we're all happy that Gomez is in the starting 11 or at least content with it. Um, in general, he's been pretty good. I thought he had a pretty good rest of his game in general. Um, so, our youngsters, you know, they, both of our right backs, hopefully Trent actually might be potentially something else um, someday, maybe in the midfield, but like, it's, I'm glad that we got those guys in because it, it very exciting to, to watch two guys from, you know, from, we've had from a young age. I mean, I know we brought Joe over. Oh, was it from Charlton? Is that who it was? Yeah. Um, not, not too long, not too long ago, but, but the fact that he's recovered after that, that injury that he had to his knee just basically shredded his knee and that, that he's come back this strong super excited to see him and Trent in the future. Um yeah, I agree. While we're on yeah, while we're on the topic of uh some of the the negative you know, the goals let's just get it out there. Coutinho. Uh we haven't mentioned him much this pod. Uh, we just had to get into it really quick just so we can, you know, move on at least and not have to talk about it hopefully much more again. I know Ali you just talked uh, to the the boys on Canarian Blue by the way everyone needs to go listen to Canarian Blue uh, it is Football Purists Brazil podcast it is amazing with they do um, a lot of work yeah it's, it's yeah, amazing Jason Jimbo it's great it's, it's it's all really good stuff so go over and listen to that Ali. I know you were just on there talking about him a little bit um so from your you know after your recent conversation with them and them being a Brazil podcast I'm sure you you know I know you talked some about how to affect the World Cup like what why does that? Why does he make that move right now? Yeah. Which um, is it, it? I get it. You know, it's his dream club. I think everybody knew that. Uh, it's come out as saying the owners didn't want to sell. This was Klopp's decision. But did Coutinho really have to go about it this way? I feel like just the way he's leaving kind of leaves a sour taste in everybody's mouth.
2: Well, the thing is, he's been really transparent with Klopp throughout the whole thing. He told him this is the only other club I'll ever want to play for. And his agent obviously pushed him to fake injuries so he wouldn't get injured during the transfer. Um, and it looks like Barcelona might get a transfer ban, so it had to be this summer, this season. So I think this was the only chance that he would get to do it. I think he wanted to do it in the summer, but we you know, asked him to stay, and he did. And I think because of the transfer ban, he had to do it again and just go over there. I've come to terms with it at this point. Look, he—I saw a picture of him and his family in the plane, and he just looks so happy at Barcelona. I just can't be mad at him. Um, he's one of the best players I've seen in a red shirt. I've seen three games at Liverpool, and he scored in all three games. So he's just—he's got a place in my heart. I'm sad he's leaving because he's going to go on to be one of the best players in the world. But if we were to lose a top top player at any time, any given moment in our Liverpool, you know, supporting Liverpool careers, I think this is the best time to do it because I think Klopp. Has a plan. He can replace him by having other good players in the squad. It's not like losing Suarez this time. And if you think about it, we played Arsenal, we played Huddersfield, Palace, West Ham, Hoffenheim, two times, Everton, City, all without Coutinho, and we did do well in those games. So it's it's going to be hard because he does score. What he scores or assists every seventy five minutes. He's us, at an elite
0: is, level right now. It's it's yeah. at a it's at a ridiculous level. Like that's that's the only thing that just leaves me so bitter is that. You know, I love how he's been playing to the top of his abilities when he's been on the pitch. I think a lot of that has to do with the World Cup coming up. You know, he's already guaranteed in the squad, but just to keep his form up. But I mean, the guy, I'm going to be so upset when he, you know, now that he's gone is because. He was just an insane player. Like that, he was. He can create a goal out of nowhere. His set piece taking. You know, now that we got the big verge, hopefully that'll boost us a little bit. But in general, was outstanding for us, especially this past season, this season in the past season. Um, I mean, Jeff, it's it's a huge blow. We knew he was going to be the air to Iniesta eventually at Barcelona. Whether all the circumstances led for him to be needing to make this transfer. Now it doesn't take away from the fact that a I'm just naturally upset that he's gone because of how good of a player he was. But B it's like, I just, I, I I know was his agent maybe telling him or he's getting bad advice, but just the faking of the injuries and just the way he left, just, I might be in, in the, the section that is just not very happy and finds it maybe a little bit tougher to, wish him all the best, I guess, at his next club.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you look, difference between Phil and Suarez when he left, I mean, there was no strike involved. There was no threatened litigation over the contract and Arsenal at the $1 over. So you could, and and we obviously love Suarez at this point. He's, I can wear my Suarez kit after learning the hardcore lesson that I'll never put another player's name on the back of a kit again, short of Doug Leach and Gerard. So, like, he handled it much different. And, you know, so there was some agitating from the family, from the agent, from him, from Nike, the website, all that nonsense. I've moved through. And this is part of the benefit of releasing the pod when we are. I've moved through at least 11 of the 12 stages of grief, Phil leaving us. <laughs> I can deal with it now. Um, I, You know, I think you asked on our one of the, the earlier pods we were supposed to do. Uh, what? Give it three words to describe him leaving, and for me, it started off as "fuck off, mate" or something like that. Now it's just "thank thanks for everything" because I mean, you can't doubt his quality, you can't doubt his respect as a professional. What he showed, even though he wanted to bail, even though his heart was set on playing with all those best players. I mean, that's why he's going there, not just because the cultural fit, but the best want to play with the best. And of course, he didn't win enough trophies didn't have enough hardware at liverpool i he was here so i, I respect him he's got to move on it sucks that we're not going to have his quality in the side but guess what we're, we're not for lack of attack talent so that part is positive and i want to say two. you things wish him all too. the best
2: i agree i want to say two things i think one one thing should be look all of these south american type players are going to want to go to barcelona or real madrid or you know the dream dream place because of their families as well but number two just I, I crunched some numbers before the city game just for this Catinho pod that we were gonna release but we ended up not releasing Firmino has a goal and assist every 95 minutes before that game um games with both Catinho and Firmino his goals and assists goes down to 75 79 minutes and then games with only Firmino without Catinho, it jumps up to 132 minutes so I Coutinho's uh, productivity increased uh, Firmino's productivity. And I think that's a huge loss for Firmino. So uh, we need to replace someone that can also help out Firmino because we need him at the top of his game as well.
0: We need another Brazilian on the squad. Get Allison. But um, the... the, It's uh, a serious point. I get it. Because without
1: without the enclave, without the culture on the squad, Bobby is going to be more persuaded to bail. So you got to have other Brazilians that get along with him. sounds weird, but... In order to keep him, you, you're going to have to surround him with other Brazilians. Or if-
0: luckily, he's got another weirdo and Abi Moreno and their friends. I love <laughs> it. I freaking <laughs> love it. But anyways, like yeah. he's, <clears throat> I, I get it. I get why he needed to make the move. I get all your guys' points on you know just the culture and South American players and the fact that he wanted to go there. Why wouldn't you want to go play with Leo Messi and and Suarez and the best players in the world in that city? But don't go and say when you re-sign for five years and go say all those things in the interview. And it's not like it was misconstrued. Like he said those in his native tongue in Portuguese. So it's like, it's not like he's. It's like when it gets translated, it's in It's like you know something completely different. Like the guy said, he wanted to be a legend here. Like he, yes, he was a part of the, na- the You know, part of the city and everyone loved him. And look, like I'll look back on his time as like it was, like fondly. I won't be upset like he's a wonderful player. I'm glad I got to witness him, but I still I don't know if I can hop on board with just, you know, oh, I respect him and I and you know, I love the guy and you know, good for him for being with us. I just I, I just don't but, like the way that he went out of the club. I just I'm not a fan of it.
2: Think think about the just put yourself in his shoes. He's the best player on on the Liverpool team. He's the best player. Who is he going to learn from? Like when he he had Suarez and jared at least he had people to look up to. At this point in his career, he's not winning trophies and he's the best player at the club. I think that has to do with FSG not bringing in someone, a top talent like Klopp like earlier on and investing into the squad because he eventually became the best player on the team. And he's like, okay, I don't want to be the best anymore. I want to
0: go learn somewhere else. I get it. I totally get it. But just like and I know that maybe your agent says you need to sit out, but don't sit out these games when we need you in the side, like just continue to play. And when he was playing, he was playing at a top level. So I don't doubt him for not giving it all always on the pitch, but like, don't fake all these ridiculous injuries. Don't say that in an interview. I know sometimes you just want to say the right thing, but you don't have to say that. Like, again, I, I like I was, you know, I love Coutinho. He was a brilliant player for us. He's a, he was, you know, he is a little magician. He's going to go on and be one of, in my opinion, one of the best five players in the world in the, in the years to come. He's going to be excellent. I just, I, again, I just, I can't get on board with like just being 100% okay with how it went down. Anyways, um, gentlemen, positive and negative C index, I guess, like besides Van Dyke and Coutinho, because those are pretty obvious positive and negative C index uh, in, uh, indes- what is it? Indices? Is that what we decided? We figured out positive. Yeah, I call it whatever you want. <laughs> Painter, shout out to Painter, positive indes- indices. Um, What's your positive and negative, Ali? Something that got you out of your seat and excited and something got you slouching back and it cannot be Coutinho or Van Dyke.
2: <laughs> all right. So my positive is obviously just Firmino's chip and then seeing all the videos of you know the song that everyone was singing, the Sugar Sugar song. Um, in slow motion. <laughs> guy, dude.
0: Got on like it's, a talk show and brought in uh, it's What It's so funny. Lesson.
2: I spent like six hours listening to it. And on Thursday, <laughs> I, st- I still to this moment have not gotten out of my head. I've been driving myself crazy. I can't go outside because all I want to do is sing the song at home. I'm actually going crazy right now. No but, sure um, is crazy. <laughs> um my negative is look, I want Carius to do well and I, I need <laughs> him to do well and he just you can't get beat on your near post like that. <laughs> it pissed me off so much. Oh,
0: but it was such a nice strike by Sonic. It was it was, it was so close and it was nice. fast, but dude you don't you don't get beat on your near post like that. I just love Sonic too much. I wish we had him. Um but yeah, that's you you can never get beat on your post like that. You just, you can't let that happen, uh, Jeffrey. What do you got, man? Positive and negative?
1: Yeah. So my negative is that the I didn't. Did you guys hear the clop sing the clop, the cop singing the new song? Because I didn't. No, they're no, too I'm good right for it. Right now. They're too you good don't. for it. So that's yeah. clearly my negative. Don't be too good for your number one fan in Cork. All right. So like we were <laughs> singing it like a bunch of idiots in at the Dubliner in Tustin, Southern California. Come by, check it out. I love that song. I mean, it's right up there with the Suarez song for me and it's short, so <laughs> keep your attention. So that's my negative is that we didn't sing enough of that because to Ali's point. It's in everybody's head. It's even in my girlfriend's head right now. It's fantastic. Um, so that was the negative, the positive. I mean, what's not to love about the attack? It's just the attack, generally speaking, as it has been all year. And I think it will continue to be as long as you keep them together. I mean, Mane and his quality, Salah and his pace, and Oxlade-Chamberlain, arguably man of the match, the way he you know, bossed down the middle, got the early goal that started the rest of the attack, and then I'm just in love with Bobby. Uh, his kung fu kick. You take off your shirt. I don't care. Yeah, I'm just fanboy right now.
0: Love Bobby for me now. Um, my positive would be, and I'm sorry, Jacko. Um, I just love seeing Arsenal kind of start crumbling. Like I just, <laughs> it's. I mean, just seeing one of you know your rival clubs fighting for that Champions League spot, fighting for theoretically at the beginning of the year the league. Um, that we both think we can win each year, but we never can. Um, it's it's just like I I love seeing that Alexis and probably Ozzy are gonna leave. That they're continuing to lose. They're now I think like what seven eight points off of a Champions League spot. Um, it's just you know Arsenal fan TV just being able to watch that and just the it's it's kind of just it's I don't want to say it's comforting because that's rude, but I definitely don't mind seeing a a rival club um who is just not competing to the level that they should be therefore allowing us to hopefully lock up um, uh, a Champions League spot my my negative would be uh, I got it I mean I was gonna say I was gonna say, I was well, gonna I say scored. <laughs> last minute goal. oh my god dude. <laughs> that, well that was kind of tied into what my negative is that yeah. like just the conceding late like I it I don't care if, I mean, if we didn't score four goals, we freaking would have gotten one point from that game. <laughs> if people I get it, like we're all on a high, this is great. But the fact that we conceded those late goals, freaking, I was getting so pissed, just yelling at the TV, like just so typical. Liverpool. I was convinced they were going to draw that game. So just the, the conceding of late goals has got to stop. It's like a, seems like it's a cultural thing like we as Liverpool fans we always feel like we're gonna concede and therefore drop points at some point in the game if we don't score a crazy amount of goals and it's just hopefully Van Dijk coming in will be the start of that process that will change but it's bad and it's still like it's still in the back of your head all the time my other negative I guess would have been I wish Klopp didn't see um didn't go see Bobby Firmino and and continue his dentist and get, get a new new set of, of uh, chompers there, I would have liked to have seen him keep those old ones just for <laughs> character. So um, Klopp got himself some new teeth, looking good. Um, and the team looking good right now. Gents, that's – how many unbeaten is that now? What is it? 22, uh, is it?
1: Well, our, our win streak is five, but undefeated. Yeah, I think you're Unde- right. It's upwards of
0: 22. You're right. Something like that, which is just ever since the what is it? Since the Spurs game, since that calamitous piece of crap. Um, but that that's just that's a huge response. That's a credit to Klopp and, and the team. And you know, especially with Coutinho leaving this week, seeing the, the guys rallied together and show you know everybody who we are without a player like that. And you know, before we get out of here, um, let's just go ahead and you know we did. I don't want to get too deep into it, but Jeff, I mean, we just got a boatload of money potentially when, when everything kicks in, if it does upwards of 140 mil, uh, Coutinho name three targets that you'd like to see Liverpool go after right now.
1: Three targets can be tough because I, you know, I think we've got maybe one transaction left in us, but let's pretend we have space for two. And I would like to see center back depth. I know everybody's clamoring to get Joe Gomez back there, Brian Painter being one of them. No thank you, not yet. I mean, he's perfect in the right back right back role. Let's keep him there, but let's get depth that isn't named Ragnar Klavan or Lovren even for the center back spot. I'd like to see a younger, you know, not a Demonson Sanchez, but the other guy that that, uh, that Spurs picked up in the summer. I'd love to see one backup center back. Could be Jonathan Ta. Uh, th- looks like we've missed out on a Kanji. Fine.
0: Let's go get Alderville. Isn't he on? Is he gonna be a free agent at the end of this year?
1: <laughs> is he
0: out of contract? We, I don't know. I feel we don't like usually we buy high to though. He right? is. He is gonna be out of contract. We should go get him, dude. We need to. We missed out on him. He was like what twelve mil from for Spurs. We should we should go get that. I, yeah, I mean, Jeff Akonji now just went to Dortmund, so. Um, Which is just dumb. Yeah. But. Um, well,
2: Alba is going to leave, so. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah. Right. Uh, so the only other that I would throw in that mix is obviously Allison or Alisson or however we say it. Uh, if Karius can't get the job done in the second half, we're going to be looking in the summer. And I'd like personnel to be in the door now and let let Miggs go on his merry way. I mean, y- y- you feel for the guy.
2: He's I mean, he already came out and said he needs to look at his future because he wants to be the starting goalkeeper for the World Cup. Right, which he will be, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: as if he's going to start <laughs> a record club. I think a, was that a recording, Joey? Uh, laugh like that was some pretty deep laughter.
0: Oh, that's good. That made me laugh really, just from, the just your, right repairs, oh, from the gut right there. From the gut. Um, Ali, what about you, man? Like, let's just assuming maybe we we don't get any or one target. I'll name, one, I'll name a couple. Three, yeah. Who'd you like I'll name to name a
2: couple? In? Go get Allison. Go get Ozil. Go get Brandt. Go get draxler Go get Lamar. I don't care. Get one of them.
0: All right, you pick one of those guys. Who would you want if you could get in this way?
2: I'm I'm obsessed with draxler He's a unicorn. Me and uh, Mark, who follows the Bundesliga yeah, uh, and the French league a lot, he he's obsessed with him. He calls him the unicorn of football right now. So I would love him.
0: Yeah, Draxler would be great as that, I guess, attacking midfielder role and, and continuous spot. Um, I would just say, go go right now. I know that it's un they won't do it. A and B, it's unlikely even if they were to. But just go, throw all your money at O'Black's, uh release clause. Just just go get him. Just like, just go give give him whatever wages he wants. You know, make him the highest paid player of the club. I don't care. I like the idea of the Carius experiment. That's fine. But like, let's just say he has a good rest of the season. I still don't think he's good enough to be what we want back there in between the sticks. Like Mignolet goes and Carius becomes the cupkeeper. I'm okay with that. You know, and, and I'll let him grow that way. We need a true number one now. Like we need that, whether that's Allison and going to get him and paying his release clause or, you know, one of the other top keepers, I would just go throw all my money at at one of those guys and just do whatever I can right now to go sign a goalkeeper because I think that would change the outcome of the season for us, for sure. So uh, it's going to be... Violent
1: agreement on that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an exciting rest of the window. I think we know we probably won't be getting a keeper right now. Uh, You know, will Keita come over? That's yet to be determined. Uh, will Emre potentially sign a contract soon? That's yet to be determined. Um, so, you know, within the coming weeks, we'll be talking about some of the targets, but the hope is, is that even if we don't replace Coutinho, I would like to see one body at least come in. Someone who can contend for a starting 11 spot. Um, you know, all that crap talk about the mystery, man. I don't think that was, there ever was a mystery man, but um, you know, Ali you, you said it I, I seriously just go get Ozil I don't even care that you can get him on That'd the team right amazing. Now. I would want to go get Ozil so bad I know that he's a lazy beast shit but I want him on the team so There's so
2: bad some stats were coming out um that I think Ozil runs more than Sanchez per 90 in every game so they can suck on that I'll, I'll take him I think uh <laughs> he, he was world class at Wolfsburg and and Madrid he would only play like 70 minutes for Mourinho at Madrid but for those 70 minutes, I thought he was world-class. No one assisted anyone more than he did. So bring him back, I think Klopp will get the best out of him.
0: Yeah, just go get a playmaker. I would, I would love to get Ozzy on the down low. But um, anyways, gents, appreciate you getting on. Good talk. Glad to get the Coutinho talk off our chest and, and hopefully move on from there and, and on a bigger and better things. Amazing unbeaten run right now. Uh, long may it continue, and, and Liverpool look the real deal right now. They they definitely look like, on their day, the, the second-best team in England for sure. So uh, looking forward to it, gents. Appreciate you getting on. Ali, where can we find you on Twitter? Ali, underscore, or Ali
1: G underscore FP. And Jeffrey? Jeff underscore Hallett with two L's and two T's. And I just want to throw in at the 11th hour here, uh, big thanks to Jimmy torrey and the canary and blue podcast for all the audio help you know what you helped with uh jimmy thanks so much absolutely
0: yeah, yeah and you can find them at canary and blue fp on twitter definitely go check it out ali they they just came out of the pod ali talked about them some coutinho talk go check that out at football purists yeah, for
2: the world cup because they're going to be looking oh, at everything yes. brazil for the world cup and get you amped up for it
0: it's gonna be really exciting uh fuck i mean such a bummer not to see some of the big teams especially i mean not big team but u.s in it that's gonna it's gonna suck to be hard to watch um but anyways yeah you can follow me on twitter at jvishney and follow us on twitter at talk on fp gentlemen appreciate you getting on hopefully we'll talk about some positive news some more wins and maybe a new body in the starting 11 um come the you know the, the month so gentlemen appreciate it and as always talk on. talk on. Talk on.